there's a lot of people out there who work for these big corporations, whether they be in media, whether they be in textiles, whether they be in pharmaceuticals or anything. And they are making a difference. They're making a way. They're moving up. They're doing all these different things. And it's just like, to me, that's really excellent that you've been able to navigate white spaces. Right. That's excellent. Like, mm-hmm. cause that shit is hard. Mm-hmm. Like going in there and acting fake all fucking day mm-hmm. and still being able to get your job done. I just question where we, where we're getting the influences from, um, to, to, to define black excellence. Welcome back. This is your co-host, Amber. And your other co-host, Sheridan Chanel. And we're back with another episode. We back, we back. First episode of 2021. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, we had to take a small break because, I mean, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. January has been a creep. People were like, January hasn't been January like other January's January. And I was like, it's "Mm." true. But it did. I mean, it's its ugly little sister. I mean, in a sense, in a sense. Um, but it kind of went left immediately. And we okay, were just like, before we get into that, <laughs> let's talk about today's episode real quick. All right. Today's topic is what is black excellence? In current times, we see so many examples of black people, especially black women showing up and taking space or taking up space like never before, whether it's on Capitol Hill or in the C-suite, black women are excellent. But does black excellence only mean degrees, jobs, and money? Or are there other things that we should be celebrating that are also meaningful and excellent? I mean, if black people are not a monolith, neither should excellence, right? Oh, be correct? correct. Okay. I agree. So that's what we're going to be talking about t- today, guys. Either way, let's jump into this pregame. Yes, let's pregame, ladies. Whoop, 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 whoop. Where my um, horns at? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so actually, I'm going to let you, well, no, how about this? Let's start with Bridgerton because, my God, Bridgerton came in at at the right time. It swept up my life and saved me because I was losing hope. I was losing hope in humanity, and I just needed to see some good period pieces, okay, (laughs) with mixed up couples. I needed to see it. Mixed up in what sense? Black and white men or black men, white women. Okay. Um, I don't know if we saw oh. a white man with a black woman. Did we see that yet? I don't know. I yes, haven't we watched did the with the girl. With the girl. Oh, you haven't watched Bridgerton? I'm not interested. Okay, let me just tell you. <laughs> I loved all of it. Normally, these forced interracial relationships bother me. Mm-hmm. However, I like what Shonda did on here because. What she did was not make me hate the mixed couple. And it was because she introduced a black girl who was comparative to um, the white girl. And they were equally beautiful and equally seen as beautiful. Now, they had different backgrounds, but they had similar stories. And so that I could appreciate. Okay. So Bridgerton was a great show. And I like that Shonda did a period piece and put black people in it. And we were not struggling in there now. 
We don't know how black people came to be in the place that they are other than the fact that Queen Charlotte, who is amazing, um, married the king. But we don't know what place black people were in previous to that. So we could be in for some like black struggle. (laughs) That's what I was wondering. I was like, is slavery a thing or no? I don't know. We don't know. This is not our world. This Mm -hmm. is made up Shonda world. Okay. Um, I love Mrs. Danbury. I was like, Lady Danbury. I was like, first of all, who you won't fuck with is Lady Danbury. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's that bitch. Mm -hmm. All right. And she's just dope. All the characters to me are, are pretty good. I just enjoy it because I needed some fanciful TV. Right. I needed some fanciful TV. Mm-hmm. The clothes are amazing. I don't necessarily agree with Daphne being the the diamond of the season. She's like a pasty white woman to me, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the Duke of Hastings. Let me look up the Duke. The of Hastings. Duke of Hastings. <laughs> okay, like I'm not normally into the light skin genre of men, but I feel like I know who you're talking about from but, like, promo. What Reggie John, whatever his name is, yeah. girl. I was here for it. I was here for it. I was like, this feels realistic to me. I feel like in Victorian times, all they were doing was humping the whole time. I feel like he has like a, a big head. He was also in Sylvie's Love, too. And those things both came out on the same week. Sylvie's Love with Tessa Thompson. Oh, and, yes. Uh, Carrie Washington's, Washington's husband, husband. Big fine. Pro footballer. Former big, footballer. Yes, nine years because he had a real career. Yes, this he did. One, he, just, he, he actually played in his, his uniform got dirty. He's so, so fine. He is big fine girl. I was like, yes. I already knew that though. I was like, the little glimpses I would see of him, I was like, girl, Carrie. Okay, I she like, used to date that dude from Honey. What? Like she was engaged. To I've him. only seen Honey once and I fell asleep. I don't know. Um, anything. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> the white guy that was trying to nope. fuck Jessica Alba. Nope. If it was a white, I wasn't paying attention. Um, um, you should see him because I was very unimpressed. I was like, Carrie. hey, pull it up. We can look at it right now. But this man she's with now, I like a lanky, like I'm into the arts. Kind of, but I used to play. It gives me glee. It gives me glee. Because isn't it when the main character playing football and he was trying to sing? Yeah. Girl. What? Girl. Oh, that's the white? I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like about it. Carrie, you came up, sis, and she we did. love you for it. We she love did. to see we Oh, love, my God. We love this for you. This we love your husband man. for you. We love it. But anyways, Bridgerton was good. But Bridgerton also leads me to conversations around The Bachelor, which I don't watch, but I've heard way too much about this Bachelor. And I'm I'm not really impressed. My problem <laughs> with Bridgerton, I haven't watched it yet, so you know, I haven't watched it. So maybe it's an amazing piece of work. But I just hate the way that the media just runs with certain things and just that's that's the tagline. Like the black gossip girl. That's what I was hearing about Bridgerton. The black gossip girl. Yes, yes, ma'am. Didn't we need black girls in it? Wouldn't you think so? <laughs> because, because that's how it was advertised to me. Um, like I, this historian that I follow, what's her name? Shelby Ivy Christie. Well, she was incorrect for doing that because she, she, she said this. Yeah. Before no, it came out. It's not what? Yeah. I mean, that's what I was hearing. Not just from her. I was hearing that. Like, oh, it was the black gossip girl. I like didn't in a get period any of that. Setting. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. But then I saw on Pop Sugar, um, their YouTube channel when they were playing this, the cast were playing the game and this is the cast of Bridgerton and I see the black guy, Reggie, in the, in Reggie. the, in the, in the corner, <laughs> in the corner. And then everybody else looked white as hell. I was like, wait a minute. No, this is not what I thought it was. It's just the one other girl and, character that yeah, is black. It's maybe like two or three people. And then Lady Danbury, the mm-hmm. queen. Mm-hmm. But they're not in. They're not, but it's not black. Right. Like, it's not it's black. Not, no, correct. You know. Now, if the main family was black, I would give you right. black gossip girl. Right. 
I was like, mm, okay. Um, and it just kind of reminded me, like, I love that we have a Shonda, you know, doing TV and being a showrunner and all these different things and having productions. But it's like, girl, like, I guess at some point I expected her to do something that was just black as fuck. I mean, I mean, maybe because she has a long contract that she's going to have with Netflix, mm-hmm. but I think she also is very inclusive of a lot of different storylines and I'm okay with this being her lane. It's like letting Tyler Perry just be in his lane. Let him just have his stuff. I'm not <laughs> saying I, I, I'm a giant fan, yeah. but it plays to a crowd. Shonda it plays does. to a crowd. She Issa plays does. to a crowd. Lena plays to a I crowd. Just, like, does everyone have to be like an interracial couple? It's just, it's the recurring thing I see in her work. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were talking about like, that too. Their black relationships can exist, and they're not white centric in this interracial counterpart or whatever the case may be. And I also feel like why, when you choose to have these black cast members, why they didn't have to be attached to a white lead of some sort? I don't know. I don't know what her. It's weird. Like I don't know if her husband is white or maybe that's. She's what she... not married. Oh, she <laughs> was with someone because she has kids. Yeah, she does have kids, but she's I think not adopted. married now. Oh, are they? I, I read her book. I read say yes, but I don't. Uh, a year yes, but I don't remember. Either way, she's not married. Yeah. I, she had a person, but she never talked about whether they were white or black. I don't mm-hmm. think. Anyway, I'm like, what's his name? Preston and Grey's Anatomy had Sandra. Mm-hmm. Or even if you do want to do interracial, like why do it have to be black and white? Um. Because Kerry Washington is scandal with old dude. And y'all told me, oh, it's because the president, no president is going to be black. Like, it makes sense because presidents are white. Well, one of the black women in Bridgerton is with one of the white brothers. But that brother is also bisexual, which is very interesting. So, but he's just discovering that now. But hold on. Let's get to, let's get into The Bachelor. Let's get into okay, The Bachelor. Okay. Because so, I feel like these two conversations tie in very well. They do. They do. Because my problem with The Bachelor and how it's been promoted to me is, oh, the first black bachelor. Ooh, like diversity, the first black bachelor. And I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm interested. You know, certain things, certain keywords, buzzwords, like, pique my interest so i'm like okay i'll, I'll tune in you and know? we've done an article and some things about him on the site you guys we did check that I, out I, I, you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't personally you know head over heels for this man or anything because you know he gives me jaleel white vibes uh, i'm not <laughs> i'm not does he give you like steve as, or stefan stefan okay <laughs> but, <laughs> it's giving but Stephon. It's, it's giving me like bird like like some of his speeches just look very bird like, like the eyes and the nose and he's not your aesthetic. The, the lip. He's not your aesthetic. It's okay. Like just the height might be. He's not my. Aest- Wait, I thought he was tall. He's he's tall. He's not my aesthetic either. I'm not feeling him. I'm like I get super dude, bro. Uh, like, <laughs> 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 you know he skateboards. Ooh, you're not like those other black guys. We get it. Okay, we get it. And then he makes it a point to tell us in the first episode, like he has the whole sit down with Chris Harrison, who's the host of all these bachelor things. And he's giving us this disclaimer, like, oh, I just feel so pressured to make this decision. Like the decision is already made for me because, you know, like I'm the first black, you know. But he's more than <laughs> and- just the first black. He's also biracial. He's biracial, though. He wants it to make it a point that he is biracial. Like, mm-hmm. no, no mono over here. Biracial. Mm-hmm. His mom is white. You know, that's the woman that raised him. So he really wants to, you know throw you know shout out his mama shout out mama dukes you know um and that's fine i just felt like okay cool y'all y'all picked him up off the side of the street because typically they get somebody from the previous cast cast. yeah 
And y'all wanted to obviously play to this diversity thing after, you know, everything happened last year. So I feel like they're trying to make some changes. <laughs> they're trying to make some changes to kind of be more in tune with the time, you know. Black people exist, you know. Let's let's shout them out. The blacks in a are here. Way. If we're gonna stay on TV, the blacks um, gotta be here. They do. Mm-hmm. So they get him, but obviously he is very in tune with his whiteness because that's how he was raised. And um, I don't get why y'all trying to pretend that he's gonna pick one of these black girls. Like, I just think out of thirty two, I just there think- was eight. Okay, Ooh. and they all were not even mono. <laughs> <laughs> they were just non-white, okay? Some so of you're saying that they were racially ambiguous or they looked like, not like, they looked like they could identify as many things? A couple of them looked like they could identify as many things, but you could tell that there was black in mm-hmm. them um, because of how their skin tone. And see, this is my issue with white TV mm-hmm. um, and doing these sorts of things because I've also seen a lot of conversation on Twitter around stop forcing these interracial couples on commercials from men. Oh being yeah. Like, My dad is one of them. He hates that. Being like black <laughs> men take care of their families. Mm-hmm. Black men are fathers. Like why do y'all keep doing this? Mm-hmm. This is not even, I don't even like it. But with the bachelor, I feel like they got a safe black him. They did. And they got but somebody. But he looks black though. But they got a biracial person mm-hmm. because that's something they can be like, ooh, we can still have a, we still have our milk in the coffee. And <laughs> you know, we still have our point in here. And, and then they put him up here and they're trying to make him make a decision, which I believe is unfair. And I think mm-hmm. he's right to say this is unfair to me. I yeah. thought I was coming on here to find to, my wife. To find in a my month. My white. In a wife, month. In a month. In 16 hours. My non-black. Taping wife. every day for a month. <laughs> and so, and here's the other thing. And I told, I've told you this. We've mm-hmm. had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm really not, obviously I'm super fair skinned. I am not into men who are of my hue and, um, and I'm definitely not into, I'm, I'm, I don't typically date men who are biracial, um, especially ones who are raised by white mothers. Um, Mm -hmm. because typically I have a son when boys are born, if their mother is in their life, that's the first woman they love. And if it's a white woman, you know, and yeah. I'm not saying every man who has a white mama <laughs> is going to fall in love with a white woman. So please get yourselves together. Mm-hmm. Unclench your pearls, ladies. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is it's it's more likely. Mm-hmm. It's more likely. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women marry men that are similar to their dads. Yeah. Everybody doesn't sense. do it, mm-hmm. but it does make some sense. If you've had a loving relationship, you want something mm-hmm. from the first person you love to be in the person that you're going to spend your life with. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so that's just not my thing, but I do think he's right to sit up here on TV and be like, y'all ain't gonna make me choose no black girl if I don't want to choose one. But my thing is ABC, um, we got to do this again. If that's the case, like get a real black man, get a, get a real okay. black man who identifies Wait, a biracial as black man is a black, black. man, a, bi- a biracial black man if is a black man. he identifies as Hold black. On. I don't mean real black. Matt man. James identifies as biracial. <laughs> so... I just, yeah, I think think get a black man that also capes for black women as well as white women equally and doesn't feel the need to make that statement and could have made the sentiment before he came on the show. Because I feel like your decision could have just, like, his choices throughout the show could have told me these things or communicated these things to me without him doing a whole disclaimer sit down session. Like, it's like you already made your decision in your head. And that's fine. Own it, though. I just don't know what other conversations they had in the background. But speaking of dating. Let's talk Lori and Michael B. Because your favorite guy 
your favorite, your number one favorite guy, Michael P. Jordan. Black Michael Panther. Michael Bakari. Is yeah. that his middle name? Yes. Bakari? <laughs> Is it? Is it really Bakari? Yes. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. My attraction to him just went way up. <laughs> I love that he has like a super white name and then a super yes. like, no, but I'm a nigga though. Yes. You think Michael Jordan sounds white? I, I think you do things for your children so they yeah. can get jobs and get into school. Michael is a biblical name. It is a very white sounding name. <laughs> very white sounding name. Even for black ass Michael Jordan, number 23, still a very white sounding name. Anyway, so we have this new relationship with Lori and Michael B that just popped into the scene. We got, we got first glimpses from the creative director giving us looks, giving us giving filters, us, giving us. us- Olin Mills, okay, is what we got. Giving us photo shoots. Giving us photo shoots. And then everybody was questioning it like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then everyone was like, well, we don't know anything about Lori. We've never heard her voice. And then Michael B, a couple of days later, gave us a beautiful video in the snow with her saying three words. Y'all got what you asked for. I'm sorry. Why? Now, now we're to the point, by the time you guys have heard this podcast, we are at the point where they are still on B-Day vacation for young Lori Harvey. Um, you know, Queen Harvey over here. Uh- <laughs> I'm not interested in <laughs> They're on vacation. They look very glossy, very I don't, oily. I don't buy any of they it. They look very tanned. They're trying to sell me things. We I'm got a titty grab. We got a titty grab. We did not get a titty grab. That was, I don't know what the fuck it that was. It was a cupping of the breast. It didn't cup no breast. It was cupped. It was under boob. It, it was, was not even. I was like, if you're going to put your hand on her tit, put it on your, put it on the tit. Well, I think Steve gave him some rules. Did he? Don't be out here. <laughs> don't be out here touching her nipple on. Steve, Steve has no grounds to talk to her about her men. I, I see that based off her history. I think Steve has said a couple of things. I think Marjorie has said some things, but I think she had to make some decisions. And as a parent, sometimes you got to let your kids fall so that they don't do that shit again. So I'm not not buying it. I don't feel any chemistry or connection between them whatsoever. I do. I will agree with that. Whatsoever. I will agree with that. And it's crazy because you're, you're putting yourself in these predicaments that should who is yourself who is you putting you give names Lori and michael okay <laughs> themselves i don't know if you saw the um her story yesterday um when on they were the, on the yacht and he came over and he pecked her and he was giving me very like breath is kicking kind of vibes and she didn't want to kiss him oh i don't know i didn't get all of that i just kind of <laughs> got like this looks him. real forced it was very forced i was like why he's, is everything so forced a little bit it looks and like he's in her world and that's it people people were like oh it's because you've never seen him with a girl before i was like i've seen him with women before and i've just well i don't think we've seen it as such on a public stage and with such a public woman and Inch. i think that that's why we don't know how he is in Mm-mm. relationships and if we're being honest we've never is. really <laughs> seen her like the intimate details inside of a relationship with her other than her being in jamaica with future that's not what it is for me at all because <laughs> like, i've seen like okay for example she did. I feel. I did feel chemistry between her and Future in the in the photos that she included of them. Future is also a Scorpio. Well, I still felt chemistry though. He's a Scorpio. But 
I, I, I felt chemistry between uh, Michael and Lupita. I felt chemistry between him and, and Tessa Thompson. I felt chemistry between him and Kat, Kate Mara. I feel like he was in um, more control in that relation. Like, he's the controller. And I feel like in this situation, he's not. It feels like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, no. he's more masculine in those. Like, he's more of the man in those. And I these, I feel like chemistry he's in Octavia her world. Spencer kissing Octavia Spencer's neck in that interview than... I felt between any of this, the I get it. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. But what I'm saying is it's like, he's just in her world. And I think that that's problematic when you date her. It's like that. It's almost like when Reggie Bush decided to not be with Kim Kardashian right before they started doing keeping up with the Kardashians. And he just didn't like all of that shit they were doing. It feels very much like that. Like everything has to be specifically placed. It has to look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Yes. PR. Now, I don't hate the relationship. I will say they that look much. They good together. I hope they're having fun. But I'm just like, how do, like, why are y'all surprised by that? They're attractive people and conventionally attractive with that. So it's not really exciting to me or, or new or I don't know. I just, I'm glad that they, they look good together. Oh, well, I'm mm-hmm. just glad that it's, it looks, it feels and it looks more normal than her with Future. That was a mess. Because Future is 46. And he's out here dating 19-year-olds. And I'm confused. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't look so, more natural to me than that. And I just kind of feel like with it as well, I think a lot of people tried to jump on this whole, like, Lori's out here for everybody situation. And I'm like, listen, she's young, black, beautiful, and rich. And she didn't have to do anything. And we we let white women do this all the time. And we never say a word about it. But when Lori does it, oh, my God. And this is the the thing about black women not allowed to ever have anything, ever have joy, ever have luxury, nothing. And so I get really irritated about that. But the other thing I like about Lori is she got a real body. That's a real body. Did you see the photos on TMZ of her in the yacht? Yeah. Real body. No comment. Real body. <laughs> no, no comment. She might get a little sculpting here and there, <laughs> but there ain't no BBL on that body. Not okay, a one. Not a BBL. No comment. No BBL. <laughs> sculpting <laughs> but, is different. You get sculpting, but, that's not surgical. But I just, I, I don't know. People are like, ooh. Michael, what are you doing? I oh, know, Lori, what are you doing with Michael? But I was kind of like, Michael, what are you doing with Lori? Like, I don't, I, that's just how I felt about it. But at the same time, I felt like maybe it's because, you know, he spent so much of his career talking about the fact that he loves black women and he's never been able to like put a face to these quotes about the fact that he absolutely does date black women, guys. He loves them too. Just because y'all see him with the non blacks doesn't mean shit. What's the non blacks names? <laughs> I don't know. One of them was um, Chantel Jeffries, though, I believe. Right. But that's because she was um, friends with old boy, mm-hmm. um, his best friend, because mm-hmm. they do the show together. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> so, she gives me dirt trap. She does as well. Give me that as well. So, I mean, now he could be like, once this year contract has expired, <laughs> he could be like, <laughs> he could be like, well, God, once this six months I had this has expired. high profile relationship with Lori Harvey. What are you talking about? So, you know, I hope I I, I want I want it to cringy. be real. I do want it to be real. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do want it to be like real. The, the video of them falling in the snow was just like this is 
the stiffness on her body was like, like do you like him touching you or no? <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. Do you like him to touch you? I was like, Michael, are you not an actor? Like, I don't get why we cannot act a little bit better than this. I felt Michael's, I felt his uh, excitement. Didn't I didn't feel, feel hers. his excitement. Didn't feel hers at all. I was, I was like, wow. I felt him <laughs> reacting to her cringing. Yikes. It, it, that one gave me yikes. That one did give me yikes. Um, and then the, and then the, when they were hanging out in the water and the paparazzi just happened to see them. Um, we all know that's not just that. Paparazzi don't just be in the damn right, water, bro. The, the, if you've ever been in the ocean, they don't y'all just be Y'all called them there. niggas over there and they were falling all weekend. Listen. Cause y'all needed to make As many statement. times as y'all been to the damn beach, you've seen paparazzi. As many times we've been to Miami. Hello. Fuck out of here. I was like, y'all act like y'all. It's it's weird because y'all are supposed to be fucking, but you act like you don't fuck each other. That part. It's it's the strangest thing. I've never seen people like seem so uncomfortable. There's with, that. I, I'll give <laughs> with, you that. I'll give you with, that. Like intimacy. Like, I'll give you that. Intimacy. It's weird. I yeah. I feel it's like weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. But so they look good together. They do look good together. We but hope for the best. We hope for the best. <laughs> so let's talk about uh the insurrection versus the inauguration. My God. Let me tell y'all something. If you got white people in your family, have a sit down with them. I'm having to sit down with mine soon. And I'm going to let them know. I don't know about your cousins, your brothers, your uncles, or who the hell else is living in the fucking woods. But you need to get their asses the together. Woods. You need to get them together. I don't know about the rest of them that are up here trying to pretend like they're HR or a doctor. Get their asses together. Because this is ridiculous. Y'all literally played a game of Call of Duty on January 6th. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Was, Scaling the wall. It was ghetto. I have never ghetto. seen anything like it. I... Y'all were help. Y'all were jumping the walls of the Capitol I've in Washington D.C. Like and y'all came with your Kevlar and your zip ties <laughs> and your your BDWs and your whatever your Army Supply Store surplus store clothes on. Are you crazy? Some of you had teeth. Some of you didn't. Their commander in chief. You saw Chuck Norris there. I'm sorry. Excuse me? <laughs> he claimed it's not him, but it looks exactly like him. Like I'm like, sir, come on. You come on. Chuck Norris was definitely there. He just disappointed his partner. <laughs> he just disappointed his partner. He disappointed him. Uh, I am so sad. I saw a lot of lawmakers there. Oh yeah. I saw a lot of high profile people in the community. I saw a lot of police officers that were not defending. Yeah. I saw a lot of um ex military personnel. That's mm-hmm. who I saw. Mm-hmm. Ew. It was like night and day. I, I was like, wow, this energy that you guys are just able to run rampant I was and like, terrorize. It's so amazing capital. that it's really... the police can have so much restraint. I never knew it. <laughs> never knew that the police could restrain themselves. We had ever. an inkling, though. We had an inkling based off of our history. We've had an inkling. Have you seen AOC's um her video that she did about what it was like on the inside? Mm-mm. She snapped. She snapped for about an hour. Um, but basically she was pretty much saying that there are several lawmakers that are members of Congress right now that were egging it on, that of were course. tweeting out the locations of other members, Treason. these sorts of things. Aiming Girl, and embedding terrorism. I was just like Get them out of here. Get them out. Let them go. Get them out. Vote them out. I don't know which. Expel them. Whatever the words y'all are using. Get them out of here because we're sick of it. So I think it's odd now (laughs) to see them now having such nice words for Biden because I was like, but wait a minute. Is it because you failed? So now, oh, never mind. We didn't really do that. They have to get in line. Okay. They know what's up. 
one of my good homegirls is like going on a blind date and she's going out with this guy and he's white. And the first question we all asked was, where was he January 6th? Where was he? We need to know. We need, you need to be asking your whites where they were January 6th. If you didn't, if you could not place eyes on them, where were they? (laughs) Ask your whites where they've been. Anyways, in stark contrast, two weeks later, we had one of the most fashionable, beautiful, a little bit dry, um, inaugurations of our president elect, Joe Biden, Joseph R. Biden. Yes. And our madam vice president, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Michelle stole that show though. Let, I was like, girl. Let me, let me tell you something about Movo. <laughs> let me tell you something about Movo. You look amazing. She came through. Woo! She came through. She was amazing. kicking left and right. And, uh, and Barack was oh, like, yeah, bitch. Body. Mine. Mine. You see it. You see it, mine. I just, I don't, I don't know why we didn't, we needed to see more of her during the presidency. During the presidency. I just, I don't know. I don't understand. You know what? That she was doing things, um, but we should have seen her. I need to see more of her. More of her. I, I will say that that was a huge contrast between Melania's ass who didn't want any part of America. Because, um, <laughs> like, she's still the vice in president does things. Like, the vice, I mean... The president's wife, the first lady, does things like she's doing correct philanthropy mm-hmm. and things like that. Well, you have to be philanthropic <laughs> and a human and not an entity or the devil's worker. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I I appreciated all of the fashion. I, did I appreciated too. the black I, designers. The black designers, specifically um, Michelle Obama's designer, is from um, South Carolina. Shout out to the home state. Um, and everybody was talking about that belt. Those belts are on sale. They are pretty regularly priced. They are leather. Um, I think the bigger size belt that she had on is like three ninety five, but you can get a smaller size to wear with your jeans, and it's like one twenty five or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty fairly priced. Um, even the the black woman, I cannot think of her name. I think it's Yene, Yene, something like that. Uh, who did her hair? Cause the bounce was in the ounce. We got a bang. This is true. Stiff wear. We got a bang. Mm-hmm, it's what we got. Mm-hmm. Okay. From her and Kamala. Cause you know, one thing Kamala gonna have a press, a press and curl. So I love the colors. I love Kamala's outfit. I did, I did love too. Jill Biden's outfit. I like Jill Biden. I, I think like she's Jill Dr. Biden Jill well. Biden. Excuse me. Since for some of y'all who want to disrespect her, <laughs> put respect on Dr. Jill Biden's name. Um, and I liked what, um, first of all, Joseph Biden's, uh, granddaughters slayed and killed. <laughs> it was the runway out to the, ca- that all tan and all white outfit. Mm-hmm. Yes. We need details. Mm-hmm. Okay. I liked what Kamala's daughter had on too. She had on a bejeweled outfit, mm-hmm. but the the night before she was giving me high fashion Harry Potter and I still loved it. <laughs> and I still loved it. Okay. But what really took the show for me were the sneakers. Lots of Air Force Ones, the Dior Ones were seen on Kamala's nephew who is into fashion his own self. Her niece, Mina, you can follow her. She does um, Phenomenal Woman. Um, the company Phenomenal Woman. Um, her husband had on the Dior ones and we were like, yes, blackness has come into the White House. We're here. Hello. We're on the Capitol. But not only that, Joseph Biden's granddaughter also had on some ones as well with okay. her, with her purple outfit. And I was like, okay. you know what? Let me go ahead and buy this Nike stock. I want to buy this <laughs> Nike stock on them. So I was super appreciative. I was super, I was super, it was, done very well we cannot leave out um our fire chief fire captain here 
fire chief captain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, um, from Atlanta, Georgia, who gave the Pledge of Allegiance and she signed it as well because black people are what? Multi-talented. Oh. Okay. No, it's still the same thing. We said the same thing. We, we said the same thing. We did. Said the same thing. Um, not only that, young Ashley Gorman, who mm-hmm. became the first poet, laureate, laureate poet, something of that nature. Don't know. Um, but her poem was amazing. Her skin was amazing. It just all flowed for me. Mm-hmm. All of it. It just looked like peacefulness. It looked mm-hmm. like bliss. It mm-hmm. looked like black beauty, uh, melanin, mm-hmm. rich. Mm-hmm. Okay, it gave me all the things. <laughs> so, um, I will say too, um, when Young Lady Gaga came out, I was a little, I was a little concerned. She was giving me Hunger Games at the same time. She <laughs> was giving me, <laughs> she was giving me, she still gave me high couture fashion. Okay, she had a giant dove or whatever that was on her chest, but her earpieces, Peace. her earpieces to mm-hmm, hear people mm-hmm. talking to her. Mm. Okay, and J-Lo, I, I, was that sequin? I don't understand how she keeps getting work, but okay. She gives me Broadway. She gives me tone deaf. Okay, that too. Um, She gives me all those things. She gives me flat. But one thing she gave me that I was super appreciative <laughs> of, Chanel earrings. And I was like, and kill and die. Mm-hmm. So, I was here for all the fashion, so I know this administration not only will be giving us diversity, they will be giving us looks as well. So I'm appreciative of that. <sighs> Moving on to the most important thing, <laughs> the most important thing that has taken the inter the interwebs by storm. By storm, you guys is young Chloe we from Chloe times Hallie, Chloe and Hallie, mm-hmm. Chloe Hallie, giving us Chloe the Bailey. busted challenge we all needed because some of y'all was on here not knowing how to bust it. One, did you see the Bad Girls Club girl? No, you didn't know how to bust it. Your ankles were ashy. The outfits were whack. We didn't like none of it. But Chloe came to serve and help you all understand this is correctly how you bust it. I don't know about y'all. I watched it 37 times. 37 times. The first time I saw it. How did you feel? I, my breath was taken away. Yes. Um, yes. First of all, <laughs> I already knew Chloe. You know, we talked about this a couple episodes back. We 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 really love Chloe. You know her body and everything. Chloe she's, body she's, growing up before it's her very, face. It's very it's it's very underrated. It's it, very it, underrated it, body because we don't know what to do because that face is young. So we're not quite sure how to. <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> so. I just need her to come on up. But the but the the bus hit. I was just like, girl. It was the it was the thighs jiggling. It was like the little ripples that the thigh was doing. It was the little it was the little bounce. For me, it was, was the agility. It was, it was like yeah, it was rocking back and forth. It was the agility. It was oh my knees. Because some of y'all are not giving me knees. that. We're all we're all moving together in beautiful harmony. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna show y'all in case y'all didn't mm-hmm. know. It was also the makeup <laughs> and the hair. It was also the makeup it was and the everything. hair. It was also it was the makeup the, it was and the, the, the hair. It was the, the outfit she had on. It was everything. I like the little flap that the skirt was providing. Because I, I had given up on the buzzer challenge. Because I was like, I don't see what y'all see. Like, I don't see what y'all see either. I was not super impressed by a lot of people. A let lot. Me, let me say that. A <laughs> lot. A lot of y'all thought y'all was doing something. You weren't. But I love that you guys were having fun. Yay! But. Stop. <laughs> but, Stop. But Chloe, though. Chloe, Chloe Bailey. Sis. Call her by her name. Thank you. For setting she, the record she straight. She did it. 
Thank you. And all we and, can do is, is Dre, give you a bow down as Dre, well. Dre, get on top of that. Cause really? I feel like, no, but I feel like she has a man. Like, I feel like I read that she's secretly dating somebody. Well, she is a cancer. Oh, yeah. I know how y'all get down. I don't <laughs> want to see Drake anywhere near her. I want Drake to find whatever old white lady he's going to end up with her and just and they, be in it. And actually, that reminds me. I was not feeling how he called SZA out in that song. With Correct. That's why you don't want Drake saying nothing about you. He has Libra like, energy. Libra energy, not your Libra. But when Libras <laughs> go wrong. Is he a Libra? He's a Scorpio. Oh, he's a Scorpio. Forgot. OBO. My bad. He's an October. He's an October Scorpio, which yeah. is why he's giving Libra energy. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah, Horrible. I still don't like it. I was like, sir. Why don't you work on that midsection? But he has surgery to work on that. He got those little fake abs put in. Yeah, I'm talking about the love handles. Oh. You know what? Here's another thing. Stop getting the BBLs and then eating them away. What the hell is the point? You could have just put all that money in the damn gym. Y'all getting these BBLs and then you um, eating them away. You know, Aubrey is not working out. I've never seen Aubrey work out, actually. Yeah, he, they had all them photos of him working out when he got big. Remember when he was like skinny <laughs> and then all of a sudden he showed up with some muscles? It was a couple years ago. And everybody was like, oh, Drake been in the gym. Oh, I thought that was his cosmetic work. Mm-mm. He okay. actually did some, he had arms and shoulders. Okay. He did okay. have arms and shoulders. But um, now it's it's cosmetic work. For he's light skinned so I don't pay that much attention. But at the same time, I just kind of feel like stay away from Chloe. We want her with a real. Man. Want her with a real. I want her with a real man because I didn't like that whole gossiping shit. No, Mm-mm. what gossiping? Oh, I did a Shut the fuck up, nigga. Shut the fuck up. You should be honored. To have dated one such young SZA. He was honored. That's why he brought her name up. Well, that's why you just stop talking. Like, <laughs> why do you always, like. And then he lied about the day, the year it was so he, so he could rhyme in the rap. And SZA had to come and clear it up because it looked like he was a child predator, which, you know, mm. that's been a thing. It's been a recurring. <laughs> could be. Mark. Could be. I mean, your boy is future and he is dating someone who just graduated high school. So. <laughs> I mean, fresh out of high school. Are you serious? Yeah, she's I like 19 or 20. Well, it okay, but they were dating, correct? And, you know, did he, he got, um, they were Drake's dating. baby mama pregnant. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Drake. Bow Wow's baby mama pregnant. Joy. Mm-hmm. She got a nice ass. I'm like, not going to speak. I'm not going to speak on that. I saw her on that when we, uh, video, I was like, sis. You know, if, if it has some work done, it looks really good. If we're going to talk about anybody, we could talk about Bow Wow's daughter being amazing and a rising star. Yeah, she is a rising star. Since we're talking about black excellence, why don't we just jump right on to the happy <laughs> hour, y'all? Because we're about to get carried away. So, you ready for happy hour? I need to find you this video first. Okay, but. But yes, meantime, I'm ready, girl. Hey! Okay. All right. 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 And what you think it is? What you think it means? I mean, for as long as I've been aware of the term black excellence, it's always kind of referred to like the upper echelon of black people. Um, I think it, it I honestly What's think an example of that. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Ooh. Like, you know, in the entertainment world, that would be a Beyonce, for example. Okay. Like it's someone who's had like a lot of achievements and accomplishments. It's like you're the model minority you're the model black this minority you're model yes black. exactly gotcha. and i kind of think that maybe that's something that the white media probably shaped in a way 
now that I think about it. When we're talking about who we see more often in the news and yeah. in magazines yeah. and stuff like that. It's, it's like, kind of like, oh, you guys, I know that there's a lot of dysfunction here. But hey, act more like these folks and reaching these who have gone to astronomical, <laughs> incredible heights. Exactly, mm-hmm. like who have people, done well for themselves. Well, because like Beyonce didn't. Well, yeah, because Beyonce didn't go to school. But look how far she got. But look at all that had to happen in order for her to get there. Like that's not going to be everybody's life. It's not, and it shouldn't be. Like I feel like there's this one model of black excellence, especially when we start talking about like these girl bosses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, oh, I yeah. need a million dollars. You know what? I'm excited to see you do that. I yeah. truly am. However, there are other women out here doing lots of other things. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it is going to school. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just raising several different children. Right. I just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just taking care of yourself. Maybe it's just taking care <laughs> of themselves well or getting right. out of a really horrible relationship right. and turning it into a positive. Right. To me, that's black excellence. And I don't understand why there's just this, this like oh well if you didn't get a thousand degrees if you didn't if to me it feeds into that narrative of um working twice as hard to get half as much oh hell yes that's the whole point you that's know what the I'm whole saying? point and i feel like we as a community probably adopted those practices from you know how the media or how society mm-hmm. shaped what black excellence is but i do think we do carry that torch with us of how we approach things like even how you said like how we really big up certain business owners or um, the idea of a girl boss or um, people who are who went to school, who've gotten their masters and different things like that. Yeah, like you're excellent. Yes, I'm not taking that away from you, baby. But there are other ways to be excellent for excellent sure. Excellent is diverse. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't have to be this just one definition. And I feel like too, we're getting on Twitter and we're getting on Instagram and we're especially we're getting on Clubhouse and we're listening to these grifters talk about uh, things yes. that like they didn't do and it's conflating and confusing mm-hmm. what excellence actually is. Mm-hmm. And then I think people don't even know what to look for anymore. They don't even know what's real, what's fake. And everybody's trying to jump on the bandwagon of who's the most charismatic and who talks mm-hmm. the loudest. Mm-hmm. And that becomes really frustrating for me. And I just don't think that we should just praise one type of black person for, um, you know, like, I guess I go back to the girl boss thing because I guess that's where I I see a lot of like, it's weird to me. Oh, yes. It's a lot of weirdness (laughs) in there. And I'm just kind of like, I love to see black women on top. And, you know, on the site, I've written about a couple of black women who I thought, damn, that's really interesting. But there was a story there. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, when I talked about Sky Mm -hmm. and when she told us when she I heard her talking about her story, I went to several things that she was talking about. And for those of you who don't know Sky, it's um, she goes by sets by Sky. She is the creative director for Jadena. She also is on the board at the High Museum. Um, and she, didn't she help with the, she did, the uh, 21 house. Savages, 21, 21 rooms at 21 hotel, 21 rooms, yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She also did K camps, um, virtual listening party over the pandemic. And she is one of the people who helped, um, design and curate the trap museum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, so to me, her story is what made her excellent and what she came out through and what she had to go through to get to those sorts of things and the journey she took and how tuned in she was mm-hmm. not. Well, I created this project and then told y'all y'all needed it. And so then I was able to sell it to y'all. And now it's a million dollar idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I guess in some ways that is still, that is still a feat. You did still do some work. You did still do some things, but 
I can also praise you for, I don't know, donating food somewhere. Um, or I can praise you for, you know, creating space for young black children. Or I can praise you for getting your pilot's license. Like, mm-hmm. that's a difficult thing. You know, it's just, it to me, it's like people only respect, and especially this, like, kind of younger millennial Gen Z uh, era, they only respect certain things that look popular on social media. And that's why I think social media is also kind of shaping what we think black excellence is. Oh, definitely. Um, it kind of goes back to the whole job shaming thing with nine to fivers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it's not cool to work for someone anymore. Like, you have to aspire to, to want more, quote unquote. Um, and if you're not doing these things, you're somehow less than. Correct. And I disagree with that entire Completely. Because there's a lot of people out there who work for these big corporations, whether they be in media, whether they be in textiles, whether they be in pharmaceuticals or anything. And they are making a difference. They're making a wave. They're moving up. They're doing all these different things. And it's just like, to me, that's really excellent that you've been able to navigate white spaces. Right. That's excellent. Like, mm-hmm. cause that shit is hard. Mm-hmm. Like going in there and acting fake all fucking day mm-hmm. and still being able to get your job done. I just question where we, where we're getting the influences from, um, to, to, to define black excellence. Cause I, mean, I feel like we could put Kamala Harris and we could put Lori Harvey in the same category. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but you said it though. It's, it's the things that you consume that are shaping your views. Like, I don't think enough people know what they truly want. I think me and you were talking about a, a separate conversation about a certain mm-hmm. uh, influencer who just seems kind of all over the place. And, oh, it's, correct. <laughs> and it's like people don't sit with themselves enough to really discover the things that they truly want. They're just constantly looking at different things and, and trying to jump on different bandwagons and trying to, you know, cash grab or, whatever the case may be. And it's like, I think you have a, a generation of a lot of lost people, truly, because you're aspiring for this thing that's not really reality. Mm-hmm. And you might not truly even want it for real. Is this what you're being told you should want because of the things that are being promoted to you in your timeline? Like so many things get sponsored on my timeline. And I'm just like, <sighs> I just don't care to join this course. <laughs> like, right. I don't. I just, you know... I don't think that excellence is is about what you do um, as much as it should be about your character and your integrity that part. and things like that. Um, I think we just focus too much on, you know, the superficial things, the things that could um, that could be taken away, the things that I don't know. I just think too much of us define ourselves by what we do. Um, mm. And that's feeding into the black excellence. It's just thing. as bad as identity politics. Oh, hell yeah. It's just as bad. I think I just took a manifesting course with um, Angelica. Um, Angelica you know, Ray. Angelica Ray. Uh, and she kind of has outlined the process of manifesting. But in this process, you have to do a lot of self-reflective work. Um, part of what you do is define who you are. Mm-hmm. You start right there. Who are you? I've had to ask this question to several of my friends when they start talking about feeling lost and and, and chasing these things and then hitting these walls because they can't figure out like why things aren't working out for them. I'm like, it's not your journey. Right. That's not your path. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to be there. Did you spend some time alone? And did you come up with, with who you are? If someone were to ask you who you are, what would you say? 
I had this question with a family member as well. And when we, when I pointed out, like you just named things that you do, mm-hmm. you didn't say anything about who you are. So if I took away all of those things, who are you supposed to be? Mm-hmm. So I, that's where you start. And then you can move into, there is a part of manifesting where you do look at other people who have the things that you want and you kind of try to figure out, okay, well, how do I engineer to get to where they're at? But you've decided that this thing is you first. Mm -hmm. Instead of, I think people just see, oh my God, well, they just started coaching, so I'm going to (laughs) coach. Or, oh my God, they just started being online brand manager, so I'm going to be an online brand Mm -hmm. manager. Oh my God, they started doing PR, I'm going to start doing PR. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Oh my God. I have opinions. We're going to start a podcast. No, like there are some things that I think you need to do to understand who you are so that your voice comes through. It's like in writing. Mm -hmm. Your voice should be clear. Mm -hmm. Your point of view should be clear. So when people come to me and they read my stuff, I'm not a good narrative writer. I don't write good stories. But what I do write is information really well. Like I can give you information and I can make it sound interesting, but I don't do... I could never write a novel. Like, it would take mm-hmm. me a long... I'm not a novelist. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I look at somebody like Neka J, who is an amazing storyteller. Mm-hmm. Could never. Mm-hmm. She has words. I don't even... What? <laughs> I didn't even know you could use that word to describe that. But I look at her and I think, hey, if I were to ever want to be a, a write a novel or narrate in that way, this is somebody who I could look at and say, you know, this is how they did it. But is that me? No, I'm a maven. Mm -hmm. I have information. I know a little about a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, and I like that. And I research well. And so, and I insert my opinion in it. And my voice is very clear on certain Mm -hmm. things. I think a lot of people haven't developed their voice. And I think this issue with this generation chasing black excellence, you know. And I think it it goes back to um, hip hop too. And and men chasing rappers. What's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with y'all? Because of the money? I don't get why. (laughs) What is it? Help me. Help me. That's the life you want? It's so funny because I feel like when I was a child, every dude wanted to be like a a ball player. Mm -hmm. And then when I hit a certain age, like in high school, maybe it's like every dude wanted to be a rapper. Well, because somebody told them they wasn't going to play ball. That's why. Somebody finally (laughs) told them it ain't happening. You're too short. You're too slow. And and in college, like that's what you would hear. Like, oh, you know, I'm a rapper. You know, I rap. So as if college wasn't something to be proud of, like, you know, I'm just like, Yikes. Everyone is yikes. not every <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I rarely hear a rapper who's like or an aspiring rapper who I think is just amazing. I think the only person I felt that way is um Shan Booty's husband. Jared. You gonna have this conversation alone because I don't yes. got nothing to say. <laughs> I like I listened to his first EP and it's just like, wow, this is great, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you got that, but okay. Um, kumbaya, kumbaya. Listen, y'all, go look, look at, look for a kumbaya by Jared Brady. Look for kumbaya, and then I want you guys to either email us or I want you to leave us um a voice note and let us know if you liked it or if Sheridan has lost our damn mind. Because I think I think he has a lot of potential, and the fact that he produces and records his own stuff like he engineers everything like oh, okay he, well he no, does all those things that's interesting because <laughs> that's 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 interesting you learn a skill okay, right like that. he's literally like his own what is what would that be called what would that be called like a his person. own producer he yeah produces his own music yeah okay, he that's does fair everything enough. he writes okay, well, it he's gonna save a lot of money child <laughs> but 
I just think we can look at black, I can look at black excellence as someone, you know, overcoming a drug addiction. Mm -hmm. That is hard. Like that takes, you know, a lot of work. I can look at black excellence as someone being completely inflexible, going into a yoga class. And now a year later, they've done a split. Mm -hmm. Like you had determination. You've been, you stuck with it. You stuck with a plan. You, you made it happen. Mm -hmm. I can also look at black excellence as you being a girl boss and you making a million dollars. I can do that. I don't think it's not excellent, Mm -hmm. but I think it's the thing that we harp on the most. And then we do forget about people who are in corporate spaces or who are in the medical field or whatever. And we just think "Mm, humdrum, you know, whatever. And I wonder, is that conditioning from white America? Because they won't, because in some situations when you are in corporate America, they won't let you get to certain levels. Mm -hmm. They won't let you get to certain places. Mm -hmm. So you go outside trying to find who you are and trying to find your business and trying to find, you know, your purpose and stuff like that. And so while you're doing that, you may run into some other people that have done some other things, but you start idolizing something that's not your journey. Mm -hmm. I think that that's where we go wrong when we start talking about black excellence. I think we need to celebrate all sorts of things. We don't need to celebrate the kid who got, you know, 43, uh, 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 yeses to college. Um, we can celebrate the kid that just got into right. Just what got is into that about? School. By the way, like, what is that about? Why is that? It's a new almost story? like, oh, black kids are just now geniuses. Right? No, like our entire positioning in this country that. as Black Americans is excellent because yeah. of where we came from and how we had to, how we've come up over time and repeatedly had to fight back racism and white supremacy Mm -hmm. and all of these things. So yes, I'm so glad you got into 43 colleges and I hope you get into one that supports you throughout your entire career. However, I am also glad that this kid got into a two year college too. And that this kid got into one. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad for all of these things. I'm glad for the collective. Make it a, a competition almost. It's weird. It's, it reminds me of hustling for our worth, and I don't like that. So we're already worthy, guys. So how do you think white media shapes <laughs> the black excellence? I mean, we just talked about it. Like, why is there a whole news story dedicated to this one kid that got 43 yeses, that. but not anybody else? It's almost like, hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. let me put this person above you guys. This is what you should aspire to. But I think you had a point with it as far as The Bachelor was concerned. Oh, yes. So what 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 was that? So <laughs> they're just trying to they're just trying to have diversity. That's what it is. It's trying to play into the diversity thing. It's very performative in the sense that. You so know, he's their diversity pick. Yeah. The token black. He's their token. Do you remember and- token from South Park? No. He was the one black kid on South Park. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you know, whenever you have a token, it has to be a palatable token, though, too. Mm -hmm. It has to be someone that can appeal to both. A safe token. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It can't be someone who's too, like, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be a Cornelius, for sure. Cornelius? Nelly or something. Who? Nelly. Is that his name? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I never knew that. I never. How do you know everybody's government? I'm good with names. You are. So I'm I used terrible. To, I used to write books. I used to play around with that. And, you know, names are just very important. Look at you. Me. That's excellent. <laughs> Look at you being excellent so, with names. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and writing books. Excellent. Yeah, didn't finish them, but, you know. <laughs> you still wrote them. I can't name one book I wrote. You might get an essay out of me, maybe. So Not a book. I ain't writing a book. It's not happening. 
I'm about to hire a ghostwriter for that. So I do think that white people, though, or white media, rather, they're pulling the puppet strings in a way that we don't realize that we're being force fed this type of thing these types of narratives it's like dangling a carrot Mm -hmm. and making everyone chase after the same carrot and we don't realize that's what we're doing and why we why it's important for us to define define our narrative right for ourselves for ourselves Mm -hmm. versus someone telling us that but the thing about it is we think that we are the ones telling us those stories because of the way that it's kind of transitioned to our platforms for example like i was surprised that we personally gave a fuck about Matt James, for example, on our website, because I was just like, I mean, given the fact that I know he's not going to choose a black woman, I don't think this is for the our audience. The second I saw him, I was like, <laughs> first of all, I don't watch The Bachelor ever. Mm-hmm. I think I don't like to see women, women, I don't like to see anybody scrambling for one person and competing. Mm-hmm. I feel like, what? It's like a mature, sophisticated competition. Though. I don't like it. Because like, it's not like Flavor of Love when they were like, like yanking leaves and things. I don't but, like it in but, any sort of way. But so it bothers they're like me. they're like we're friends, guys. We have a we have we're a friends, but we're all trying to fuck the same dude. <laughs> no, they don't fuck him. They have nightcaps, like personal nights. Oh, there's there's privates touching. Oh, definitely. But I'm saying that's what they call it. Give me a nightcap with a nigga I like. <laughs> they have to. They have to. Put these, we're gonna like, cap the little, night. They have to put these cute names. We're gonna on cap it, the night, like to show how sophisticated it is. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I think it's barbaric. Um, but when I saw it, I was just like, oh my god, here we go, here we go. But that's what happens though. Like even with, and you know, I know everyone loves our girl Kamala, but even with how they're handling that, like calling her the first black this and first black that, um, that's something that we're running. It hasn't hit me either. That's something that we're running with because the white media decided to attach themselves to that narrative in a way. So now all these black sites and things are picking it up like black girl magic, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, cool. But you know, She's also very she's, South Asian. She's very South like, Asian as very, well. So. <laughs> and she makes it a point to note that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not that into that part of it. Um, and, but that's the part that people are really trying to emphasize and hone in. Because that's a part of PR media is it giving is. people a story and a narrative and things that they can hold on to. Yeah. So you do and have things to. They think- will connect things that they think will connect especially with, like, the human side of you that yeah. they might have trouble connecting with right mm-hmm. and i do have trouble connecting the only the story that i like about kamala is um my mom is an aka from south carolina and we have um the pink my mom is an aka from south carolina too yeah okay <laughs> wait a minute now your mama might know my mama now okay you know all the aka's did, in south carolina it, know um, each other she did it during her masters though yeah my mom did it grad oh uh-huh okay yeah so no, no, all the all the AKAs in South Carolina know each other. You need to tell me her name. Okay, we I'll, off there. So. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So the, um, we had the Pink Eyes Ball. It's a picture that usually comes up when they're showing her with other AKAs. Mm-hmm. That was Pink Eyes Ball we went to, mm-hmm. and she came, and you know all of these things. Um, I I haven't. I'm not saying she's not black excellence. I just haven't connected to her black excellence me just yet. Either I'm so relieved and, to hear this, and I kind of feel like they're trying to shove it down <laughs> my are. face. They are, and I'm more connected but with see, her being the first woman. Me too. In that position. Me too. I think I wish they would just focus on that part because it's it's just not it's not connecting with me. It as, wasn't like with as Barack. someone who's monoracial. It's just not really connecting with me. Okay. Um, yeah. Fair enough. And um. 
it, but that's something I've been seeing everywhere. Like even on black publications now, it's or black social media um pages and things like that. Oh, black girl magic. Oh, this and that. You know, um, we're running with that narrative now that it's been presented to us, and we don't even realize that. Oh, like white media kind of put their hands on this Correct. and framed this. Story and this is for why us. I also feel too very much like I connected with Simone Sanders immediately mm-hmm. when I saw Simone Sanders at the gathering spot a year ago, and she was with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I thought. This, she better run this show. Like that's, ex- I felt immediately connected to mm-hmm. her. Um, I haven't. When I see Michelle Obama, I think yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, mm-hmm. mother, yes. Mm-hmm. But I haven't felt that just yet with Kamala. I do, however, love the fact that she is where she is. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. the fact that now when she said, now I'll tell you where I did feel it when they were in the debate, and she said, "I'm." Speaking. I love that as well. I'm speaking. I said that is going to be my phrase for mm-hmm. 2021 mm-hmm. when these men be trying to run. I'm speaking mm-hmm. and I'm going to smile really big. <laughs> okay. I love that. That gave me black girl. Mm-hmm. That gave me, and even the faces she was making gave yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Do you want these hands or not? Um, so that I was with, but it is, it's not Kamala's fault that I don't feel connected to her. It's, it's the people who are telling her story. Yes. And so this is why it's important that white media doesn't tell our story mm-hmm. because I don't connect to what y'all are trying to do here. Right. Right. Like, right. why we ain't talking about who did Kamala hair? Mm-hmm. Who did it? Who did it? The, who did her hair? you mentioned? She didn't do her hair. I thought oh. it was someone else. She didn't claim Kamala. Oh, I because I've been following her on socials. It's a, it is a black woman, uh-huh. I think, but it's not her. Yeah. Um. But like, who does Kamala's nails? Because Kamala's nails was done, honey. Who does her nails? They don't care about that. You see the same? But see, that's the stuff black women. <laughs> they want you to connect. Guess what, guys? Look how far America has come. We have a black woman who is a vice president. That's what they want you to. And I think I also with. feel like it still feels like. We're still second seat. Yes, because we are. That's exactly what vice presidency is. Right. Now, I did, I did so, see a tweet that was like, yo, the State of the Union address is going to be completely different watching him give the address and then, or, or going into session, maybe it's not State of the Union address, going into session and then you've got Nancy Pelosi and her sitting in the back. This is the first time it'll be two women. And I thought, but still it feels very secretary to me. Like a little, I would, not that I don't dislike Biden and then we didn't just get over a giant hump like good lord mm-hmm. but it might have would have hit a little harder for me if she had become president possibly um it might have would have hit a little harder for me it would have not hit hard for me at all because I'm just I don't identify with her like you're South Asian you're multiracial mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not doing this whole but I will give it this too when I think South Asian I do think because when I see her mother I think you're still too brown you're still two people well but you're still two people of color yes but you're not black that's true (laughs) and I think that's the thing like and that's okay but stop trying to label people as black and they're not black it's okay okay so then let's talk about so then let's talk about black fishing let's talk about black fishing (laughs) and shout out to Wana for coining black fishing Mm sis really put us Mm -hmm. on a wave um but Danny Lay so how about this bitch got on my nerves all fucking week, bro? Do you look yellow bone song? I was disgusted. <laughs> First of all, I was like, is this a finished track? Like, or is this a demo? What I thought, this? I was like, is, 
This is. I thought it was. Was this a? Was it supposed to be a parody? Like I was really confused when I watched it. I was like, I was like what? <laughs> Somebody said Danny Lay and the baby, the dummies. I was like, I can't. That was hilarious. Hilarious. Because basically, she did get caught blackfishing because her old tweets kind of confirmed it. Okay, have you, you know, seen her parents? I saw her parents for the first time. Didn't see a black in any of those photos. Super white. Didn't see a black. Um. Her dad but is very tan. She's like, oh, I'm Afro Dominican. Okay, she got a curl. That's what that is, and she got a tan. That's what that is. Um, because even her old tweet, she's over here calling people nigga as if it's an insult. She's over here, um, talking about I, I'm a white girl, um, but I could be, a, I could pass as a black girl or something like that. So you're disassociating yourself. So you know, so you know you're not black. I saw her sister. I didn't know her sister looked like a whole Mexican. Okay, cool. Oh, word. You're not. Yeah, her Somebody sister looked like a whole, whole Mexican. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm just like, mm, okay, well, you try to pretend that you black, and that's well, I think not that's cool also the me. media machine, the music machine pushing it because that's, true. that's what's on top right now. That's true. And we can sell you across multiple things that's if true. we make you look like this and be. Being black is cool. It is. So that's why also being Afro Latina. That's why also having white media shape black excellence is a problem. What Princess Nokia is another one. I don't know these. She's another one. She's another one. She pretended that she is um, Afro Latina and she is not. It has been confirmed that she is not. She just tans. So all this nigga, this nigga that. I mean, this was like Alec Baldwin saying, the Alec Baldwin's wife saying that she was Spanish and that that lady is American. White! Wait, Alec Baldwin has a wife? A young girl too. And he just had a baby and she's a yoga instructor. And I was like, I already know what this is. She was bending all over this old ass man. <laughs> And she was sitting up Bag saying, secure. She had a whole fake ass <laughs> accent. She had everything. And he he kept saying, my wife is Spanish. Uh, and she kept saying, I'm Spanish. She's white. I want to see her now. White woman. Okay. White. Hilaria. Yes. Hilaria. And that's not even her real name. Hilaria. That's not her real name. Baldwin. But I think. Hilaria. That's how you pronounce it. White media is masquerading. Is masquerading around. Well, white people are masquerading around as people of color. One. Two. White media is shaping these images, and I find it problematic. Now, I'm not going to say, oh, I don't find Kamala to be a black woman. I do think Kamala is a black woman. Um, But, I mean, you know where I really connect to Kamala? Her pictures from Howard with that short haircut. I'm like, yes, girl. That's a cut from the early 90s. It was. That's an early 90s cut. Okay. And I, I, I connect there. I connect with the, I connect with the chucks and the pearls, but the yeah. issue I have with the chucks and the pearls was, and my homegirl called me about this. She said, girl, the white women at our job, they got on the pearls and the chucks. I said, they don't of even know why you're wearing pearls. She's wearing pearls because she's an A. Okay. Of course they do. A. That's, that's how white people do things. They co-op things, not yeah. knowing any damn thing. They don't care about And then that. want you to <laughs> clap for them because they because did that's something. that's what black people do typically. <laughs> <laughs> they clap for them. I don't be clapping. When I be looking oh, like girl, like that's what we do. Girl, stop. Come on over. But I don't, I don't want to say I don't look at Kama as a black woman because I do see her as a black woman. I do see her as a, a South Asian woman. I see her as all of those things. I just haven't connected. Yeah, I, see, I see her as those things together. Yeah. I don't see her as one apart from the other. I just haven't connected just quite yet. And I think the more I see of her, I probably will over time for sure. I've seen, like I said, glimpses of it, especially when I saw her debating. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. kill him, sis. Mm-hmm. Um, But 
again, it's the shaping of, oh, this is what excellence looks like. It has to look like all of these things. You can't just be black and just, you know, living your life every day and not getting shot by the police. You know what I mean? Like that should be an excellent day for anybody. I don't mm-hmm. know about mm-hmm. you, but that's an excellent day for me. So let's talk about real quick um mentors who have played a role in you discovering what black excellence is. Have you had any mentors? No. Have I had a mentor, like a real mentor? Have you had anyone impactful in your life that was not, well, it could be a parent or a family member um, that may have helped you discover black excellence? No, not really. Okay. Well, I a mentor a in my head, maybe, but not. Who? That's still fair. Oh, okay. Um, like, uh, <laughs> um, Beyonce. <laughs> okay. So why Beyonce? I just admire, um, her humility. And her hustle mm-hmm. and um, her, the fact that she always kind of tops herself. Um, I, I find myself getting inspired by, and when I, I lack inspiration, I definitely go to like one of her documentaries just to get some, just to ignite a spark, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it, her music is cool too, but I really like her from what she's presented as a, a human mm-hmm. being. I think for me, again, I told the story before how my mom, everybody that I went to that was a professional was black. <laughs> Everything I did was black. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, she made sure we were in the black church, all of these sorts of things. Well, it wasn't even like a make sure. That's the way she grew up. Mm-hmm. So that's the way we grew up. Um, and they came from the deep south. So even them being super light skinned or whatever the situation was didn't stop anything from mm-hmm. happening to them at all um i might tell that story another day but several of my uncles and several of my aunts have suffered from uh racial attacks and mm-hmm. that sorts of thing coming from the south however my mom did put me in a dance company i danced ballet for a couple of years and i was in a bl- all-black dance company the only all-black dance company that was in south carolina for a very long time the person who taught me about black excellence was my white dance teacher mm-hmm. and i know we just went in on white media <laughs> but she was about, she was trained in ballet, all of these sorts of things. She wanted to open up her ballet school and she wanted to open it up for people of color, for black women. That's mm-hmm. what she wanted to do. Why? I don't know. And I never asked her. She passed a couple of years ago. I never asked her. And she wanted to open up a black school or school for black women. And they were telling her at the time she went to um, a college, Columbia College, which is a performing arts college. And they were telling her then black people can't dance ballet because of their feet. Mm. And she was like, what? That makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) So she went and she opened it. And I mean, she faced a lot of like, people wouldn't let us come certain places. Mm -hmm. We couldn't perform certain places. Um, They wouldn't let us perform in certain venues, like different type of stuff. And none of us, us as the dancers, we never knew any of that was going on. She Mm -hmm. kept that all from us, but she got our mothers together Mm -hmm. and our fathers together. And we, them as a community helped get us out onto some of the bigger stages in South Carolina. But she really fought and she was like, black women can dance. And it changed the dance uh and the arts uh community in South Carolina from what she did. Mm-hmm. And she put herself out there. And she, I mean, if we talk about an ally, she never disrespected any of us. She never called us a name. She never made me feel uncomfortable, ever, ever. 
Like I never seen that. And then, you know, um, some of her children ma- uh, married other people of color, not black people, but other mm-hmm. people of color. And so like that to me was what taught me that black people truly are excellent and that, um, it's just other people will try to hold you down from that, but there are people that will be out here to help you. So that's probably one of my earlier memories, but I think that's a correct way. If you're a white person who is going to support black people, mm-hmm. this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have to sacrifice yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what she did. And so, I mean, all of us, we're still wearing a Facebook group. We still talk to each other. Aww. I mean, you know, we talk about those times. We share stories, all of those sorts of things. But, you know, shout out to Miss Donna because she had our back. Miss Donna, Miss D. Crump had our back. Okay. <laughs> so that was kind of somebody for me as far as. So that's a black mentor, I guess, my mom. Mm-hmm. And then a white woman who also taught me, like, this is what you'll have to come up against when mm-hmm. you do these things, but take up space. Mm-hmm. So that's my definition of blackness and black ex- excellence. But I think to end on a final note, black excellence is what's like black excellence is blank. Like it's everything. It's all these things. It could be waking up in the morning. It could be, um, like I said, um, defeating addiction. It mm-hmm. could be raising your kids it could be finishing college it could be a girl boss it could be being vice president it can be being queen of the blessed challenge it could be just you just being black and beautiful and being celebrated and that's it it can be all of these things um and we don't have to limit it to what we see being fed to us on certain platforms through social media and we can celebrate all these things and then we should celebrate all of these things i don't know do you have any other final thoughts I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, I just think black excellence is just a, a conscious decision or a conscious effort to thrive in a world that tells you that, you know, just surviving is enough. So whatever that looks like to you, um, I think that's black excellence. Ooh! <laughs> she killed me, y'all. No, no, she I killed me. Alright, y'all. So that ends another episode of EXO Happy Hour. But before we go, do you have any announcements? Do I? I have some announcements. You do? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> a few things really quickly. Um, <laughs> we really would love for you guys to start leaving us voicemails again. Also, we would love for you guys to email us and we'll tell you where to email us just shortly because we will be reading your emails out loud on the podcast. Hey. Hey. Also, we want to do something with you guys. We want to talk to you guys. We want to see you guys. We're going to be doing some sort of kind of maybe virtual event because, you know, COVID is still real. So we want to hear from you guys. What would you guys like to do? You can write us on our Instagram um, or you can send us an email or leave us a voice note. Um, Hell, you can hit us in the DMs because I'm going to give out my social here in just a second. <laughs> but um, you can hit us in DMs. Tell us what you want to do. And we would love to like really see you guys, but we want to make sure it's something that you guys love to do in some mm-hmm. way that we can connect with you and connect in a different way. We definitely want to be more interactive with all of you and hear what you have to say and hear your opinions on the podcast. Also, quick, small side note, me and Sheridan are, wait, Sheridan, you, I don't know if you did it yet. Well, Clubhouse is a thing. <laughs> so we are thinking about possibly maybe hosting some Clubhouse rooms. So we would like yeah. you to keep up and look out for those things. We will be announcing those things on our page. Also, if, if you sign up for our email, um, we are possibly, 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 I can't promise, thinking about maybe putting out a newsletter. Possibly. <laughs> possibly. Possibly. But we need some help, child. 
Either way, those are all my announcements. You have anything? I don't. That was amazing. Okay, great. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of Exo Nicole's Happy Hour. If you're loving what you're hearing so far, please drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and show us some love on our Instagram at Exo Happy Hour. If you have something to share with us, we want to hear from you. Follow us on the gram at Exo Happy Hour or use our hashtag Exo Happy Hour or leave us a voice message on the website, exohappyhour.com. All right, guys. Also, really quick, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at A Marie BRB. That's A M A R I E B R B. Sheridan, where can they follow you? <laughs> at Sheridan Chanel. That's S H E R I D E N Chanel, like the Chanel number five perfume. Get your life all right. Okay, before I forget, one last thing. Make sure you guys email us at happyhour at exonicole.com. Thanks for listening. And as always, check, check out exonicole.com for all other updates. See you guys next time. Hasta pronto. Hey.